Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, here for another episode of DevOps Chat. Uh, very happy to be joined today on DevOps Chat with Mark Balch, VP of Products and Marketing at Diamante. Mark, welcome to DevOps Chat. Hey, Alan. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you. Thank you, Mark. So, Mark, let, let us first start off with Diamante. I think that's a fairly new company to our audience, or at least to us here at DevOps.com. And though the company itself is not new, but uh, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar, why don't you give us a little background? Yeah, definitely. We've been around since since 2013, and Diamante spent the first couple of years uh, in stealth mode, as you may say, building our our product. And we we launched the company last year. We just launched our GA product this past week in 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 February. And just a very quick background, or why are we here? Well, we saw the container revolution occurring. We believe that containers are the next mainstream application platform for new cloud-native applications moving forward. And we've seen that users are spending a tremendous amount of time and money trying to custom engineer their own infrastructure and figure out how to make cloud-native applications operate at scale with, with reliability and performance. And we said that, you know, we want to make sure that users can do this out of the box, very simply, get control of their costs and be able to focus their, their time instead of reinventing the wheel and infrastructure on building the unique business applications that they're being measured on. So that's why we're here. Excellent. And you know, Mark, what, what was interesting is at a time when we're seeing software defined everything, right? Um, we, Diamante's out here with a, a purpose built appliance for containerized applications. And um, I would imagine, you know, there are many, you know, people in there who say, oh, no, it's, you know, we're, we don't want to sell hardware. But really, if you want control over your environment, you don't have much of a choice. It's a real tricky situation for a lot of users, right? Because just go out there and spend a little bit of time searching on the web and, and going to meetups and looking at user testimonials about the challenge of being able to get reliable performance at a reasonable cost point in the traditional model. It's really very difficult. People spend a lot of time custom engineering, and that's time that they can't spend building their unique services. So for us, really, it's just, it's a very simple value proposition. We're not saying that you have to customize your application or, or do anything proprietary. What we're saying is that continue to go with, with your open source approach standard Docker images, standard Kubernetes orchestration, standard Linux, but operate on a platform that is going to give you the automation of getting that entire application deployed properly, that's going to give you predictable performance and outcomes, and that's going to let you run at a reasonable cost point. I mean, people have massive bills, whether it's public cloud, whether it's looking at virtualized traditional infrastructure that was built for a different type of application. People spend a tremendous amount of time and money trying to get cloud-native applications working, and 
our goal is to make sure that people can get those applications working within minutes, not within weeks or months. Sure. And that is the advantage of having that, that sort of purpose-built, uh, you know, purpose-built platform. Mark, I wanted to, first of all, you know what? Shame on me. I didn't even ask. Can you give our audience a little bit of the background of, of who you are, though? And I, I've said your title, but, uh, you know, who, who's Mark Balch and, and how did you come to Diamante? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So uh, I've been in the in the IT and application industry for 20 years. I started off my career as an engineer. I love doing development work. I love to build things. I love to deliver great products that have an impact. <laughs> And then somewhere along the way, I got into product management because I wanted to figure out whose job was it to make sure that, that we're building the right products at the right time that are going to solve real needs. And so for the last uh, more than 10 years, I've been focused on product management and product marketing, uh, doing everything from data center automation and application provisioning software to cloud automation software, and now here at Diamante, focused on the open source side of application development, and again, focusing more on the outcome. You know, whether, whether we're talking about an appliance, whether we're talking about software you can deploy, at the end of the day, what I care about as a product manager is making sure that there's a value at the end that's going to make someone's life better, that's going to give them a greater experience in being able to be personally successful in, in getting their applications into people's hands. So that's what, that's what motivates me. Great. Appreciate that. Mark, if I may, I wanted to take a moment and talk a little bit about Kubernetes. Um, you know, there, there are obviously choices for container orchestration and, and, and con container you know, management out there and uh, it seems like Diamante has clearly you know put their their chips in the Kubernetes market um, there as I said there are other choices can you give us a little bit of, of the background on why Kubernetes and or and maybe I'm wrong Do, can can Diamante customers choose other container orchestration options as well yeah, you know, I think when it comes to talking about container formats and orchestration, I think we all have to be a little humble in that the market is still very early and very dynamic. There have been so many changes. Uh, Kubernetes is doing a great job. Mesos is doing a great job. Docker is doing a great job. You've got now standardization happening in the Cloud Native Computing Foundation uh, for the Open Container Initiative. So I think, honestly, it is too early to call a winner, and I think all of us have to make sure that we're giving users choice in working with an open ecosystem. It's not about forcing people down a particular path. It's about giving people options, right? So we, we can work with a variety of, of different options, but let me tell you why we have been doing a lot of work with Kubernetes, and we've been doing this work with Kubernetes for the last couple of years. Kubernetes, from a governance perspective, has been a great ecosystem to work with. Obviously, Google contributed that code to the Linux Foundation uh, last year, and you've got large uh, and small uh, contributors from all over the ecosystem, including Diamante, contributing to make Kubernetes bigger and better and more extensible. 
So what attracted us to work with Kubernetes early on was that governance where really anyone could come to the table. Everyone has been welcome to pitch in and to, and to take leadership roles, frankly. For example, Diamante contributed something called Flex Volume into Kubernetes. It was upstreamed a year ago. And we were welcomed with open arms. And now there are literally more than two dozen members in the storage SIG who we work with. Uh, same thing around scheduling for Kubernetes. We upstream contributions there. You know, working with, with CNI, Container Network Interfaces, is another example. So we've just seen a lot of great governance and a lot of extensibility where the Kubernetes community seems very focused on this concept of extensibility, where it's not that, you know, my solution is better than yours. It's that we have APIs that we can use to extend different options, and then users can pick and choose what's going to work for them, but it's supported with a, with a common framework. So that's what we, what we love about Kubernetes. Got it. You know, interestingly, Mark, in our several studies, uh, surveys on this of our audience, uh, overwhelmingly, well, not overwhelmingly, because actually Mesio was pretty close, but Kubernetes uh, clearly was the, the choice among our uh, audience for, for container management and orchestration. So, you know, probably not a bad bad move there. Mark, what about people who have invested in public cloud infrastructure for containers? What What's the Diamante value proposition to them? That's a really good question, Alan, and people ask us that a lot. And by the way, I'll say that Diamante is going to be at the Google Cloud Next conference next week. Really? So we, yeah, so we actually uh, do a lot in terms of public cloud, okay? So I think the first thing is that it's back to that concept of choice and no vendor lock-in. We need to make sure that we're all offering users capability. We're not trying to force them down a path with something that is proprietary. So everything we do at Diamante is standard Docker runtime, and as that evolves and maybe, you know, we have more standardization around around runtime, that's going to evolve into making sure that, that, that everyone participates in, in the standard format. Uh, so if you develop an application and you're using Google Cloud or using Amazon or Azure or, or, or someone else, your goal probably, one of your goals probably should be to do it in a way where you can be portable, where you're not locked in, where you can bring it to another provider if that provider offers you better economics, better performance, better reliability, data governance, things like that. And that's where, where, where we come in. You could think of Diamante as a, as a provider, but we are an on-premises provider. We allow uh, you know, users like MemSQL or NBC Universal to be able to build an on-premises private cloud that is fully open source, and you can take your existing containers, you can move them on to Diamante, you can get all the great performance and automation benefits that we talk about. If for some reason you want to go elsewhere, you want to go to Google, to Amazon, somewhere else, we don't stop you. You can do that. You can go back and forth, right? So we want to make sure it's very easy to go back and forth so that the user is in control of deciding what's more important to them in terms of all those things like governance, data sovereignty, performance, and economics. Sure. Um, do you envision a time when people sort of have hybrid 
Diamante public cloud containerized applications? Yeah, that's a good question. It actually brings up a really another good wrinkle around Kubernetes. Uh, Kubernetes has a, uh, a an emerging project called Ubernetes, oh, okay. or in its formal name, Cross Cluster Federated Services. Now, one thing I will say, I love the the Kubernetes community, but sometimes from a marketing perspective, we could do a little better. Yeah. So, Cross Cluster. Cross-cluster federated services doesn't really roll off the tongue very quickly, mm -hmm. but what it means is essentially it can mean hybrid cloud or multiple availability zones. And so just like Diamante has made upstream contributions to the community around scheduling, we can now extend those scheduling capabilities using Ubernetes so we can move that across availability zones and into hybrid cloud scenario, right? So I definitely envision a scenario like you're talking about where you can have multiple Diamante clusters in different data centers. You can have availability zones up in Google or Amazon or Azure, and you can basically allow the cross-cluster federated services to figure out where to deploy that application based on your performance requirements, on your sovereignty requirements, on your compliance requirements. Or you can say, hey, I want to make sure this thing goes into public cloud, or I want to make sure it goes into my Los Angeles data center with Diamante. You're in control of that from a policy perspective, and that's, I think, what, 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 what's really interesting about the uh, cross-cluster federated services roadmap moving forward. Absolutely. And you're right. That does just roll right off the tongue. But um, look, they're engineers. They're not marketing people. Mark, let me ask another question, and, and not to hold your feet to the fire, but for people who may be you know, interested at home, can you give us sort of a, a ballpark pricing on Diamante? Yeah, absolutely. So we've announced our pricing. Each Diamante appliance has a list price of about $40,000, slightly under that, in fact. Uh, obviously, discounts apply. Uh, so we are highly competitive with, with all alternatives, whether you look at commodity, whether you look at converged infrastructure, hyper-converged infrastructure. We are highly competitive from a price perspective. And then when you look at the consolidation, and the time savings, frankly, there is no competition there. So, uh, you know, certainly love to chat with any of your of your listeners who are interested. And uh, I, I pretty much guarantee, from an economic perspective, it's going to work out great. So that brings up you you open that box, Mark. For any of our listeners who may be interested in finding out more about Diamante or speaking to someone, is there an email address or a web address where they can? Uh, check it out or contact someone? Yeah, definitely. So please check out our website. It's www.diamante.com or just send us an email, info at diamante.com. We can get you set up really quickly. Okay. Mark, we're, we're running low on time, but I, I, you know, I did want to just mention that, you know, Diamante is, is sort of riding the wave, if you will of this tremendous momentum building up behind containers and and microservices and Docker, Kubernetes, et cetera. Um, where in the adoption cycle do you think all of this is? Has it really gone mainstream yet, or are we still at the early adopter stage? That's the multi-billion dollar question. So we are seeing adoption all over in different different kind of fits and starts, to be honest with you. So the, the industries we see the most adoption, Alan, we see media, 
moving quickly. We actually do see financial services moving quickly. Uh, we see web infrastructure. We even see <coughs> service providers moving ahead, wanting to offer containerized services mm -hmm. and competing with the large public cloud vendors. So where we see containers happening is developers are downloading Docker on their laptop. They're, they're able to accelerate their application lifecycle and, and development processes. Operations is a little slower. To be honest with you, it is lagging a little bit behind. That's where we come in. We're working with ops teams to help them get off the ground. And just like always, developers ultimately have the influence where they're defining application architecture, and then they work with their ops teams to figure out how to get those architectures deployed successfully into production. So there are lots of different numbers out there. 451 Group had some good numbers. I've seen numbers from, from Forrester and, and from Gartner. Uh, the industry is still early, uh, maybe of only about 10% you know, uh, of adoption, and that's a very anecdotal number. But it's growing really quickly, and we're seeing a lot more inbound requests now because everyone's trying to learn about it. The, the cat's out of the bag. It's not, a, it's not a secret anymore, and I think Either people are doing it today or they see it coming quickly and they want to figure out when it comes down the pipe from their development team, how do they be successful with containers and, and actually make it work for their business. Got it. Got it. Sounds great. Mark, we're, we're actually way over time. I apologize to our listeners and, and to you, but I, I thought we had some good information here and I didn't want to cut it off. Um, but we'll, we'll, we need to wrap up. Uh, Mark Balch, thanks so much for being our guest today. Continued success with Diamante. It sounds it sounds great. Um, and, you know, we obviously through Container Journal and DevOps.com, this is a space we watch pretty closely. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more from Diamante soon. Thank you so much, Alan. This has been a great conversation. I appreciate it. You know, one last thing, Mark, I, I forgot to mention, you mentioned you were going to be at the Google Cloud Conference, which is the week of March 9th, something like that, yeah. right? The March 8th and 9th. And then DockerCon is next month in August uh, in, in Austin, in April. Yes, we will. You'll be there yep. as well. Definitely going to be there. Yeah, And we'll also see you at OpenStack Summit. So we'll be at Google Cloud next in, in March, DockerCon in April, and OpenStack Summit in May. And I think that one was in Boston. It is in Boston this year. That's right. Yes. Okay. Hey, we, we actually have some DevOps Connect events going on in Boston, Austin, and Chicago, but for another day. Mark Balch, Diamante, thanks for being this episode's guest on DevOps Chat, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, Alan. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and we hope to see you soon on another DevOps Chats. Bye.